Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. All right, y'all. Let's get back into this NFL stuff. Oh, Ant, your favorite school, BYU, is going to be playing Georgia Southern. So That's cool. Yeah, eight and two. Ask Ant if he's going to watch it. He's going to watch it? Any, any offensive tackles they plan on drafting from BYU this year? <laughs> no, we already have one. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Do y'all need any uh, running backs? Any no corners, no. No, we got a running back. Who? We just got running backs. Michael Carter. Yeah, they got people they on the team, but who are they? Michael <laughs> Carter. <laughs> wow, really? All right. Is he on your fantasy team? Yeah, he is. He's he starting. Is? Yeah, he's been starting for a couple of weeks. What's your record in fantasy? Better than yours. Uh, I don't know about that. All right. Actually, right now I'm, I'm five and um five and four right now. On fire, setting the world on fire. Hey, in our league, you know, we kind of cl- kind of close on it. It's not hilarious. that it's not it's not nobody that's really pulling away. For some reason, Malik is the only team that's actually pulling away. And the funny thing about his team yeah. is that this guy was on a road from New York to um moving out of Georgia. He didn't even draft his team, and his team is better than ours. That's how bad we yeah. are in this fantasy thing. No, that's how good I am in this fantasy thing. I keep telling y'all this. It's not about it's not, it's not it's about it's about the moves you make. It's not about who you draft, brother. You didn't even make no moves. You just you I've just made chilling. moves since I've made moves since the draft. In fantasy, in I've fantasy, made moves since the draft. League, Anthony isn't leading the league this year in ads and drops, which is amazing because Are you sure? You're the king of ad drop. You have like 75 of them through like 10 weeks. Well, you have 31 remember, this week. Only 31. Yeah, yeah only 31 right now. I know. That's I think that's a low that that's a low for you. That that's the under. I had the over yeah, because I got a good team. For once. For once, I have a good team almost every year. <laughs> unless I wasn't paying attention. That yeah. record says that record says middle of the pack. That's what that record says. Just I'm wait, wait, wait. I'm just <laughs> change you should change you should change your team name to middle of the pack. Wow. Now I'm keeping it as cotton candy right now. Cotton candy. I think you should you just will- change your team name to mid. That sounds appropriate. <laughs> but it's cotton candy, and they got the um, what's the name? Leonardo DiCaprio picture there. Ah, okay. Big Django. <laughs> I for, yeah, it was for some reason I forgot I picked it for, but it was some reason we was talking on the podcast before. Oh, for some reason I thought like, that meme and him smoking that cigarette, like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? All right. But right so, now I'm in sixth place. Sixth place. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many teams? What is oh, it? Twelve. Right. Yeah. So mid. Yeah. <laughs> middle, middle, middle of the pack. But you know who always wins the the um you know who always wins, right? In our uh, fantasy, right? Fourth place team. Fourth place, fifth place, middle of the pack. No, that is it's like, true. It's weird. First place is this is the first place curse. You never this is, I've, I've been I've been first place, I think two of the last three years, and I've got bounced in the first round of the playoffs every time. Yeah. First round is the first exit. Yeah. And then you guys are like, this is, this is bullshit. It's all luck. You guys are screwing me. Matt Ryan hates me. <laughs> I hate you too, Matt. I hate you too, man. Ever since I saw you on that billboard down here. Don't worry, he's gonna be on our Matt Ryan will be on our podcast next week since he since Malik's moved down to Georgia. You know, he's gonna get to see him. No, Matt Ryan's gonna be the next Lions quarterback. <laughs> I know. He can use some more money. 
Because um, you know who needs more money on the Chicago? I think they need some more money because they need more fans. I think they're going to lose this week. I think they're going to lose this week to Baltimore. They're definitely going to lose this week to Baltimore. Anyway, let's get to that. (laughs) Baltimore at Chicago. Baltimore is laying five and a half. The over-under is 45. It's definitely going to hit the over. Um, The Bears are going to score. Baltimore is going to score. Baltimore is getting some of their hurt defensive backs back. They cut Le'Veon Bell because, shockingly, as I spoke about on the recap podcast on Tuesday with Ant, um, why am I forgetting that dude's name? Running Devonta Freeman is actually only 29 years old and getting a chance to take a year and a half off from football has kind of rejuvenated his legs. And he's running pretty well in Baltimore's offense. He's not great, but he's 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 better than we thought. He's good. He's still a solid running back. And he's getting average like 4.6 yards to carry past two games. And he has like four or five touchdowns on the season. And that's with Lamar Jackson still getting the majority of the carries there. Um, the one thing that the Bears have been kind of weak against is the run. Khalil Mack's not going to play again. Roquan Swift is healthy. Um, I don't think Akeem Hicks is going to play either. His knee is still hurt. So the Bears went out and signed Bruce Irvin as a pass rusher only to really come in and kind of fill that spot until Mack can come back. I thought he was retired. Bruce Irvin? Yeah, he was a free agent. He got signed. Think about this. He got signed in week 11 of the NFL season. We're going to see a lot more of this in these 17-game seasons. And if it ever moves to 18 games, um. As long as you're a former NFL player and you're willing to go out there and play and you're under the age of, I don't know, 37. You know, your name doesn't, your last name doesn't start with Kaepernick? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Get some of those knee shots. Listen, Josh Johnson was playing quarterback two weeks ago. So apparently anybody gets a chance now. All you need to have been is on a roster and know a coach. Hey, this week we're going to have Dusty Old Joe playing for the Jets. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Josh Rosen <laughs> and Felipe Franks both threw a pick. To tie combined with Matt Ryan's two picks, so anybody can play. If you you know you have enough talent to make it there, you just get to hang around nowadays. Because the longer you make the season, the more people are going to get hurt. But I'm taking Baltimore, and I'm going to take Baltimore as a lock. Um, this line is way too low. The Bears should be getting like for me to take Chicago, they'd have to be getting like eight and a half or nine. So I really think Baltimore and Baltimore's coming off a bye week. Chicago's coming off a bye week, and they're still not healthy. Like and the and Allen Robinson isn't practicing. He didn't practice uh, on Wednesday. I don't know if he practiced on Thursday. I think he's still limited limited participant. The only thing the Bears have going for them is the run game, but Baltimore's pretty stout against that. And the pass game is really where they're gonna struggle. So unless Darnell Mooney's really gonna surprise me and Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham are gonna get involved, Baltimore should rock Chicago easy. So Baltimore's my first lock. Go ahead. Well, uh- was that on me? Um, yeah, <clears throat> Baltimore's the play here. Uh, you know, it's 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 the easiest play. The only thing I think it's is it's just interesting about Baltimore really is that you know obviously you know they lost to a team in Miami that they weren't supposed to lose to a week ago, right? And everybody and and they didn't just lose; they lost soundly to the Miami Dolphins. So you know if the Bears can come out and 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 you know <clears throat> and rush the passer and get get Lamar get Lamar a little bit off of his, uh, off of his spot and contain him. Um, they're a really interesting team. Baltimore is because they can either score 30 or six, right? It's never, it's never like, you know, in between, they don't have it, have any consistency, you know, to speak of if, if, if you can, if you can stop them from doing what they like to do, you can, you can really, you know, put, put, you know, make, make it problematic for them. So um, I'm going to pick Baltimore here. Um in this game, 
But I would not be surprised if Chicago made this close, especially at home, right? Um, I would not be surprised if Chicago made this game close and Justin Fields actually did something something to, uh, you know, to, to keep this game close and even potentially get a win out of here. I'll pick Baltimore, but I don't feel comfortable about it, so I'm not locking it in. All right. Yeah, it's all th- yeah, it's definitely all three of us saying I'm picking Baltimore too. I'm pick- picking Baltimore in the over is Mr. Jackson versus Mr. Fields. We're going hopefully, you know, Mr. Fields can learn a little bit by seeing what Mr. Jackson does while he's on the sidelines, you know, incorporated that into his get- already good game, you know, elevated himself. And I can see them. I would like to see them in a rematch a couple of years from now. You know, when the, when the, when the Chicago Bears team is actually built up, so they can actually make a good matchup on this. But for now, definitely going to be the Baltimore taking the over. Hopefully, that Chicago coach gets fired soon. That's just my gripe against him. All right, still lobbying against Matt Nagy. Yep. H- Get out of Benjamin uh, standing, as they said on the internets. And next up, we're going to go with Washington Football Team at the Carolina Panthers. Um, as a Cam Newton fan, I'm kind of happy that he's back, so he gets to go in and roast his old coach, who decided to go with what's his name again? Fitzmagic. Has he played one down yet? Fitzmagic. He did. I mean, he got hurt in the first half of the first game, but you know, yeah, Fitzmagic and now Taylor Heineke. The Heineken beer. And I think Washington is one of the few teams in the NFL that's like uh, actually behind Chicago in terms of their record. I don't know. They're tied. Mm-hmm. They're tied with the Bears at three and six. And the Giants and Miami. So the only teams that have a better record than are Jacksonville, the Jets, Houston, and Detroit, who hasn't won a game yet. So yeah, there we go. They're probably, I don't know, like 25th or 26th worst team in the league. So on this one, just on the strength that Cam Newton basically gonna get down to the one and reach across the goal line every chance he gets, steal all the rushing touchdowns away from Christian McCaffrey, you better hope he throws it to him in daily fantasy or fantasy. I'm taking Carolina. Um, the fact that they're three-point favorites at home is crazy to me, which means if he wasn't playing, this game would be like a one-point pick because – might even be a pick Yeah, It might even be a pick So all he has to do is hit his receivers after a full week of practice and go out there and roast Washington, who's without Chase Young, who's without Montez Sweat, so they have no pass rush. So he really has nobody to be chased down by or scared by. So I'm starting to figure out why the former defensive player, rookie defense player of the year, isn't worth more than, you know, a couple points on the line. So go jump on this quick before everybody bets up Carolina. This is going to be my second lock of the week. Go ahead, Ant. Well, this is going to be my first lock of the week. I'm definitely picking Carolina on this. There's not, there's no Sam Darnold there. So that's a big upgrade with with um with Cam Newton. I'm not saying as a yeah, I am kind of saying this joke, but you know you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Cam Newton, and you also got Robbie Anderson who can go deep. Who can hit Robbie Anderson going deep? Cam Newton. I don't think quite same Donald game. But anyway, I'm gonna go with Cam Newton in his revenge game when he whips his coach's ass, going for a couple of touchdowns, and he pull out the the, the big old old school, pull out the old chest type of shit. You know, <laughs> go with this. But I'm going to go with um, Carolina on this. But I'm going to take the under in this one. All right. Malik. Yeah, it's a sweep again, Carolina. It's it's interesting that this is – if I think if this was a Sam Darnold game, I probably would be picking would be picking Washington to get the cover. I'd probably yeah. take it, be taking the points here. Oh, but I because would too. It's, because it's Cam um, and because it, it really looks like – and honestly looks like he has something left in the tank. And Washington's defense is hurting really, really bad. 
you know, you can easily see, um, you know, the the connection between him and McCaffrey, you know, figuring itself out again, because, you know, the last time we saw those two together, they were, they were pretty impressive. Um, and so, yeah, you can definitely see that coming back. McCaffrey's another weekend, you know, from his injury. So he's probably healthier. Um, you still got DJ Moore. You still got Robbie Anderson. It seems not not bad in terms of you know the structure, the offensive structure. So Cam, if Cam can with a you know full week of practice, a full week of game planning, and all that stuff, and knowing what Ron Rivera likes to do on defense, you know this should be a pretty good game for him. He should he should have a pretty pretty solid um, game. And I would actually you know trend towards playing him in a DFS if you can, if if, if the price is right, you know use him as your, in your DFS lineup. See what he can do. He's real cheap on DraftKings right now. He's only $5,200 on QB. So yeah. if you put Cam Newton in, that gives you a lot more money to spend on wide receivers who are going real expensive. Everybody's yeah, I, def- I definitely would. I definitely wouldn't. Because don't, don't be surprised if he throws one and throws one and runs one. You know, uh, He's also got fresh legs, obviously, because he hasn't played all, played all that much in the last uh, you know, year. So. But he's still in yeah. a full training camp, so he was ready to play. Malik, Malik made the best points, though. Not only he knows um, Carolina's players, most of them, especially CMC, he also knows Ron Rivera's defense by playing them all the time in practices and stuff like that and over the, the um, off-seasons and stuff like that. So he knows exactly what to look for, what wrinkles they have, and everything else. Yeah. So definitely start him no matter what in, in that, and also definitely pick Carolina in this one. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up, we're going with Detroit at Cleveland. Malik, you want to go first on this one? Sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> Detroit is our 11 and a half point dogs in this game on the, on the road, second road game in a row, uh, heading, heading over to Cleveland after their, thrilling 16 to 16 uh tie with the the pittsburgh steelers who who uh, you know again like you know far be it for me to um uh to sully the name of dan campbell i mean he's trying he's trying very very hard but you know the, the the fact of the matter still remains is i think he's the only coach in nfl history to get his first tie before his first win that's the that it's never happened before (laughs) <laughs> and Dan so Campbell scary. found a way to do it as the head coach of the Lions. So um, it's it's going to be difficult. I think the, th- the, the, the thing that really scares me on this one is the line itself. Um, Baker Mayfield has not looked good the last couple of weeks. Um, we know that they traded, they traded away Odell um, and Kareem Hunt is still out. Um, but we don't know what Nick Chubb's, what Nick Chubb's uh, status is going to be. He's still dealing with the COVID situation. He hasn't yet been cleared to play. If he was cleared to play, um, I would expect that they would give a, give a heavy dose of him, a heavy dose of the receivers, um, a heavy dose of, of, of the receiving game, and try to run up the score against them at home. Um, the other piece that remains as well is Detroit's, you know, if Baker Mayfield isn't healthy, um, Detroit may just luck out and, and, and fall into a, a cover here um, because you know, the, the Browns are still, are still ailing. The Browns are still hurt. And we watched them get completely slaughtered by the Patriots just last week. Um, on the, on the Lions side, Jared Goff is nursing, I believe it's an oblique, an oblique injury, um, mm-hmm. which apparently attributed to his lack of being able to push the ball down the field. If he's still hurting and David Blau has to start, I think it might be even be an upgrade for Detroit. Cause they'll be able to, you know, they'll actually have a healthy quarterback that they can actually throw the ball down the field. Um, so maybe that, yeah, I was gonna say maybe that maybe that is uh, that'll help them, but I'm going with Detroit here because of the 11 and a half points and because the best player on the field is likely to be DeAndre Swift. 
Um, he's probably going to be the most talented player on the field, especially if Nick Chubb can't go. So I'm going to go with Detroit to get in, and I'll take the 11 and a half points and I'll take, I'll play the under on this one. All right. And I'd like to point out to all the listeners, we are picking these games on Thursday night after the Thursday night game. So we don't have the final report. So if injuries change or things like that change, if Nick Chubb ends up playing in this game, that probably will change a huge outlook of whether or not the Lions are going to be able to cover this spread. Absolutely. But that being said, I agree with Malik. 11 and a half points is too much for me. Like, Detroit's not that bad, and Cleveland is really not showing themselves to be that good. Um, Baker Mayfield just doesn't throw the ball to his wide receiver. I don't know if he's better or worse than OBJ. I'm going to be honest. Like, the numbers don't really show that, like the advanced statistics. But you know what he's just not good at? He's just not good at throwing the ball down the field. (laughs) He's not good at throwing the ball down the field to anyone. Period. Exactly. All of their biggest wins have come when they've had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb at running back. And guess what they don't have? Kareem Chubb. Kareem Chubb. They don't have Kareem or Chubb at running back. So if Dearness Johnson is their best running back, they're probably not going to beat him by 12 points. So I'm taking Detroit. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I was looking, reading the Eric Arkham, um, Arkham Beacon, Arkham Beacon Journal. But anyway, Beacon Journal. Arkham Beacon. I don't know why I'm just pronouncing things all wrong. But anyway, right. Nick Chubb is basically trending maybe to come back. I don't know on that one. He has like a little maybe type of thing on that one. He'll probably bite his kneecap, so he ain't going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, this is another game we all just gonna have to agree on. I'm just gonna go with Detroit on the under this one because I don't I don't trust Baker Mayfield. You know, a lot of people's been going with this as well. He doesn't seem like he's an actual top tier quarterback to me okay. ever. He never did in my first place, <laughs> but you know, other people are starting to trend that way as well. Yeah, and quite Cleveland needs they ride on down that running back situation, um, running back situation um, thing. They yeah. they can't do it. They just Nick can't do it right now without. You guys already explained it, the whole thing. I don't need to go over that. So I'm just going to take Detroit in this one. They're going to have to. They need Detroit needs that win. They need that win, and they need two more on top of that. You know, so they, they can be behind the Jets, so the Jets can get Thibodeau. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that as a joke, of course. But you know, Jets fans out there, we don't we don't want to tank for Thibodeau. But anyway, Detroit's going to still get this win, though. I can hopefully see them winning this. Is out of this, or they definitely going to win against Atlanta in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, next up, we're going to New Orleans, going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia winning last week was one of the few games that I actually got right and my only best bet that came through. So, knock on You going to pick them again? No, I'm not because they're oh. at home. <laughs> and the team they were playing last week was Las Vegas, who was terrible on defense, and New Orleans are not terrible. And I believe New Orleans signed a new quarterback. Is that right? Yeah, they did. Um, I forgot shoot. who. But the fact that I know that um, Trevor Simeon isn't going to be playing and the Lions are only getting two points on the road. I mean, the Lions, that the Orleans is the Saints are getting two points on the road and the over-under is 43. We haven't picked any of the over-unders, have we? Mm, nope. You know what? I've been I'm taking gonna, unders on everything. I'm going to take the over on it all three games. I don't even care. They're all super low. 45, 43 and a half, 43 and a half. I'm going to take the over on everything. Well, the first game I had I had over. The second game with um, Carolina I had the under and, this, and Cleveland – Versus Detroit, I had to under as well. I'm taking over on all of them. I don't care that Detroit only scored 16 points last week. This week, they're going to score 30. They're going to beat Cleveland 30 to 13. Wow. You heard it here. That's my prediction. Um, whatever for whatever that's worth in my 46% correct on my picks. Uh, I'm taking New Orleans to get the two points on the road. 
Philadelphia has a pretty good defensive line. Everywhere else, they're pretty terrible. Alvin Kamara looks like he's going to play. Mark Ingram actually played pretty well at running back. And they still have Marshawn Lattimore, and he can shut down the Philadelphia pass game because they really only have one receiver, and that's Devonta Smith, and he's a rookie. And as good of a rookie as he is, he's still not better than Marshawn Lattimore. So I'm taking the Saints here. Give me the two points, and I'll take the Saints. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I'm going to – um, yep, it looks like I've, I picked the Saints on my paper too, but I'm taking the Saints in the under in this one. Wow. That's how I'm going to go on this. I don't trust Philly. They have to prove me wrong in this one. But I'm going to go with Saints in the under. I still trust Trump, Sean Payton as, as an actual better coach. All right. Yeah, Malik. So just to clarify something, um, New Orleans is in is apparently in talks to potentially bring back Phillip Rivers for retirement to play the quarterback position oh my for them. God. That is that is the talk. Um, we will see if that actually winds up coming out. But he he has stated publicly that you know if the Saints called, he would listen. Um, and so we'll yeah, see what we'll see what happens there on ESPN two on Eli and Peyton's show when he came yeah. out in the fourth quarter on Monday Night Football. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see if that actually winds up panning out. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take um, thirty nine years old. Uh, yeah, it'll be so. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady's like Tom Brady's like you know ancient you know biblical times type of thing. You know biblical times. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Philly here. I'm gonna take Philly to cover to cover the two points and and beat New Orleans. I just don't trust the Trevor Trevor Simeon situation right now in New Orleans. And even though Kamara is going to be back and Ingram is playing well and the defense is actually pretty good, I think Jalen Hurts and the and the and the Eagles can cover the spread and 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 win this game outright. Um, you know, I feel bad for New Orleans and then the New Orleanians that are that are you know rooting for the team because you know right now they're just they're just beat up they're just too too beat up they're too hurt um, to to really challenge for anything and it sucks because you know Tampa Bay did just lose last week so you know and the Saints do have that tiebreaker by having beaten Tampa already this this season so yeah. you know it sucks that they're just not healthy enough to 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 maintain anything so I'm gonna pick Philly and I will take the un, I'm sorry I will take the over on this game and pick Philly outright. But I gotta say one thing though before you go further, um, if Matty Ice can play and Joe Flacco can play this week, you know Philip Rivers can come back. Maybe he might, you know, convince Michael Thomas to come out of his little um, quote, I was gonna be gone for the rest of the year type of thing. Both of those Never guys know. are younger than him. Yeah, but they they still play horrible compared to him when he was when he actually left. Okay, that's a good point. I mean, Gino, Gino, um, Gino Smith is still in the league, so why not? You know. Yeah, why not? But Geno Smith's kind of kind of sucked it up for the Seattle, so, Seattle Seahawks. But anyway, Philip Rivers can walk off the street at thirty nine. Kaepernick could walk off the street at thirty two and play, right? Of course, okay. of course. But it is a big difference. Him. But they're not calling him though. No, of course not. All right, let me see. You see Kaepernick on the Eli and Payne Manning show? So you, you know, know what? I would love for him to be on that. Oh my god! Yo, real talk. ESPN would too, because you know why? Well, they can't do that to the NFL because the NFL might be pissed. But those ratings would go through the roof. I would love yeah, to come on there and just not talk about the league, like, but just talk about football, how he's enjoying himself, how he's working out, and just talk about football. And like, it would just blow everybody's mind. Like, wow, this guy's really, really seems like a nice dude. Just, just I'm waiting. Just mess with everybody. I'm waiting for them to bring Marshawn Lynch on. Well, That's already, what I'm waiting for. Wasn't he already on? Or are they gonna bring him? Back? Was he? I don't, I don't know remember. if I missed it. I, I remember seeing him on there. I got. I just think he's hilarious. Guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. All right, next up, we got Green Bay at Minnesota. Divisional matchup which is actually kind of important because Minnesota actually has a winning record. Green Bay is tied for the best record in the NFC at 8-2. and two. 
they lost their first game of the season with Rodgers, and everybody's like, what's going on? And they lost the next game where he actually got sick from COVID, although he's still immunized. I don't know how that works. But uh, Green Bay is only giving one and a half on the road in Minnesota, which is a dome. And Green Bay tends to play really well in a dome, and their defense is lighting the world on fire. Minnesota has no defense. The over-under on this is 47 and a half. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take Green Bay. This is going to be my second lock of the week. No, that's your third. What's my second one? Your second one is Carolina. This is my third lock of the week. (laughs) And Ant, you up. What? Well, this would be my second lock of the week. I'm taking Green Bay, and I'm taking Green Bay in the over. Oh, sorry. Wrong team. We're talking about Green Bay, right? Green Bay in Minnesota, yeah. Okay, okay. I was right. Um, okay. No, the only reason is because I was looking at this other game here. But anyway, I'm taking Green Bay, and I'm taking Green Bay in the over on this. This is going to be my second lock of the week. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to, you know, destroy Minnesota. And just like how – um, Malik feels that Matty Ice doesn't like him. I don't like Kirk Cousins, so that's the reason why I pick it. Okay. You know, that's a good, good, good point to pick. You know, for forever, hate us behind, and Minnesota should lose. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, the line it. is the line is low. Well, I go. The line is low enough that that I feel comfortable taking Green Bay because it's really just a it's really just a pick on this side if it's one and a half points because you know you know very seldom do you do. You know, you win football games by exactly one point, right? So, so, so you know, Green Bay only has to win this by two um, in order to cover. So, you, you you take that because they're the better team. You take what's on the better. You take what's on the better side of the coin in this one. Um, and so, even though uh, Dalvin Cook is is likely to play, and Green Bay will be without Aaron Jones for the first time this season, um, AJ Dillon looks pretty good. Has looked pretty good all season. Looks like he'll be able to carry the load a little bit. And Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers and that team shouldn't miss a step. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay and I'll take the over because uh, Minnesota has played. Minnesota has scored pretty much against everybody. Um, and so Green Bay is going to have to score some points to, to, to keep them at bay. I think they can do it. Um, but they're, they're like this game is likely going to get somewhere into the high 20s, low 30s. OK. I like that. Good prediction. Next up, we got Miami at the New York Jets. And where are you at? I'm here. Um, right, like, I don't know. I don't know if the Jets are here, you know, because the Mike White, the poor Mike White era is over. You know, it was so it was so good. I missed that guy, you know. But <laughs> we have to deal with this Joe Flacco guy. He's kind of old and dusty. And on that, I'm gonna go with my with my own favorite coach from last year. I'm gonna go with Miami in this one. I'm gonna take Miami in the under. I hate to do it, but well, I'm Miami go is there. giving three and a half to the Jets, and the Jets are at home, by the way. Yeah, I'm still taking my. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take Miami in the over in this one. The way how the Jets been getting smacked around, this might actually happen again. I don't know unless they until they prove me so they they prove me to be a stable team. They're very the Jets are a very young team. They're the youngest team in the NFL. They're actually starting a whole lot of rookies and first year players. So on that note, I'm just going to take Miami in this one. They they I really don't like Tua, but I'm still going to take I'm still taking Miami in the over this one. Go ahead. I am going to take the New York Jets, getting three and a half points at home. And I'm going to take the under. For the Jets to win, it's going to, have to be an ugly game and it's going to, have to be a low scoring game. And as much as I was making fun of Michael Carter, he's actually catching pretty well out of the backfield. And the best offensive weapon that uh, Miami has is their tight end. And Mike Kosecki is not exactly playing well. And the way they were able to get on Baltimore was really through turnovers and just the lack of offense from Baltimore and them not being able to stop the run. 
And the Jets really didn't get run over, actually, at Buffalo. Buffalo threw the ball on them whenever they wanted because they gave them a coverage that was very easy to play against. And I think Robert Salah learned his lesson, and they played better defense at home. They're not going to lose two home games in a row. So I'm going to take the Jets getting this three and a half, and I'm going to take the other. Go ahead, Malik. It's two a time. Two is two is actually done. He, he actually two two actually showed me something in that game uh, in week ten. You know when he filled in for um, uh, Jacoby Brissett, I believe is was was a starter, and he came in and won that game for them. Um, so I'm 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 anticipating that two is going to have a good game. I'm anticipating that that's going to be. Um, that he's going to have a good game and he's going to be able to take Miami down, take Miami to the Meadowlands and win this, win this football game. I'll play the under just because I don't see a clear path towards 25, 27 points for either team. And I feel like that's probably going to be where you're going to need to get in to get before you start to start to really consider covering that, that over under. So I'll take Miami and I'll take the under on this one. All right. Next up, we have one of the more interesting matchups of the week. It's not really a divisional matchup, but I guess it's an old AFC East one from the uh, the glory days. From the glory days, yeah, old Jeff George, Jim Kelly matchup, or old Peyton Manning, whoever was the Rob Johnson for all you Bills fans that are in their thirties out there who remember him. (laughs) I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts getting seven on the road in Buffalo. Um, I think Buffalo kind of got away with an easy game last week against the Jets. And they didn't really play well. It's just the Jets played that bad. The over-under on this is 49 and a half. And I have more faith in Tennessee's offensive line and Jonathan Taylor than I do the Bills' defensive line. Yeah, Bills' linebackers are great, but their D linemen haven't really shown me anything this year. That's really impressed me. Their defense is pretty good. Micah Hyde is a little banged up, but he should be okay. There's really only Michael Pittman Jr., who's the best wide receiver on Indy. Zach Pascal's been playing so well. But um, I'm still going to take Indianapolis getting seven points. I think that's too much of this team, and they're too good for that. And they're kind of surging at the right time. So give me the Colts, and I'll take those seven points. Get it? I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking the Buffalo on the over. Um, I don't see. I can't see Indianapolis stopping that duel of um, Josh Allen and um, what's the name receiver? What's I don't know. He's slipping on right now. Stephon Diggs. I, I, I do not see Buffalo stopping – I mean, Indianapolis stopping Buffalo with that duel right there. And quite, the Jets game was just basically a practice a practice warm-up. So, I can see Buffalo winning it. Buffalo wants to actually quite clinch this division and quite make their, their headway and their, their spotlight into the AFC on playoffs. So, But I'm definitely going to see Buffalo winning this. It, it, I'm taking Buffalo in the over. This is going to be one of my other locks of the week. This is my third one, I believe. Yeah, okay. Got belief in the Bills. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm locking in Buffalo as my first lock of the week um, this this week. Um, look, the, the reality of the situation is um, with, with, uh, with respect to Indianapolis, they haven't played. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't been great. You know, he has not been the type of quarterback that I guess, you know, Indianapolis fans were expecting he would be coming back and, and working with Frank Reich all over again. Um, they won a much closer game than was to be expected against Jacksonville last week by six points. But before, and, and they, they, you know, they had a string of you know, five straight victory or four straight victories before their, their loss against Tennessee. They've played every game relatively close, um, which when, you know, even when they, in the games that they've lost, which to me t- says that it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty well to, um, it's pretty easy to see 
that they're likely going to play this one a little bit closer. But I think Buffalo can cover a seven-point spread here. I think they can cover a spread at home, seven points. Um, you know, I don't know what the weather's going to be, but, you know, we're getting into that season now where, you know, the Colts, a dome team, is going to, going to an outdoor team that's probably going to have some precipitation, some cold weather, maybe some snow or something like that up there. You never know what's going to happen. And so, obviously, you just trend towards the Bills who are accustomed to playing in, that, in those environments over the Indianapolis Colts who play in a, you know, uh, weather controlled space like uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, I'm going to take take the bills and I will take the over over on this game. And let me tell you real quick, because I can go check the uh, that's the one good thing. I, I will say all of these sports apps now, they're so focused on gambling that they give you what the they actually give you the weather. Is. They give you the weather as expected days ahead of time. And apparently I was reading something about the, of course, because, you know, why would 2021 be no worse than 2020? Uh, this winter storm expected for the Midwest and the Northeast. So Malik got out just in time to Georgia. Hopefully he's not <laughs> coming up here for Thanksgiving. No, sir. Apparently it's supposed to be crazy snowstorms this uh, Sunday into Monday into Tuesday. So, because of course, because why not? But the high is expected to be... 48 degrees and there's a 45 percent chance of rain so that favors teams that are going to run and that to me that favors jonathan taylor and that colts offensive line and as long as they can push around the bills hey i gotta i gotta i gotta take my chances you know i'm not as sure as malik and Ant, but at seven points i like it you know there's no guarantees, but way I, the fact that I picked three games correct, I'm going to take these points. I'm going to take more underdogs and favorites. <laughs> uh, next up, yeah, halfway in, Malik only has one best bet through our first ever game, so that's that's pretty impressive. So get ready, folks. You must have a lot of locks coming. Uh, next up, we got Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by 10.5 at home. The over-under is 44.5, which is pretty amazing because that means they're expecting a very uh, Thursday night football score on this one, a lot of 25 to nothing, a lot of 27-3 which could very possibly happen. Um, I don't know who the starting running back for Houston is because they don't really give anybody the ball. They still have David Johnson, who they traded for, their best wide receiver they've since, uh, well, Andre Johnson. No relation, I don't think. And I'm going to take Tennessee, given those 10.5 points, because Houston has just shown not to be capable at all. And now I see why Tyrod Taylor got moved over so quickly for, uh, you know, Justin Herbert out there in the, the LA, even though he hasn't had a great run at the last four games, he might be having a sophomore slump, but Tennessee has shown themselves to be a pretty quality team and the teams that they've been able to beat considering they have the best record in the AFC. And they're probably going to get nine wins or 10 wins before anybody else. Cause they're already at eight and two. So give me Tennessee and I'm not going to lock this in because it's a 10 and a half point spread, but I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to take the under. I don't think they score more than 35, and I don't think Houston scores more than 10. So it's going to be 35-7. It's just going to hit the under at like 42 points here. Go ahead, Ant. This is a hard game to pick because this is actually a division on game. I know I know you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, this is Houston. They kind of felt the general manager and quite ownership kind of tore this team apart. That and plus whatever um, um, Watson was doing in the offseason. But anyway, um. As far as this game is concerned, I'm definitely going to take Tennessee in this one. But, yeah, give me the over in this one. I'm actually going to take those. I'm going to do the opposite of you on this one. I'm going to take Tennessee in the over. Okay. Have them just blow them out. Houston's going to still score some points, but, you know, to keep it up there. 
I got you. I can see that happening. Maybe. Kind of. Go ahead, Ant. <laughs> Go ahead, Malik. It's, it's really tough to see um, Tennessee, how Tennessee, you know, is going to score points with it. You, you question how Tennessee is going to score points with, with Derrick Henry leaving, but they scored pretty well last week. Um, they actually, they actually did pretty, did pretty well in that situation. And Houston hasn't been able to score against anybody. So uh, put them on the road against, against Tennessee. And, and even though with Tyrod, you know, I feel kind of feel for him because obviously this isn't the situation that he probably imagined he would be in, but um, put him in that, put, put them in that situation. And, um, my belief last week was that Tyrod would Tyrod's appearance on the team would be able to hold, um, at the very least to hold for it and get them, get them a, maybe not get them a victory, but get them to cover the spread. I'm not believing that this week until, until somebody, until they show it to me, I'm not going with it. So I'm going to take Tennessee and I'm locking this one into Tennessee and the under on this one. Well, what's a better chance here? Houston wins another game and gets the two wins or the lions get one win and don't and play themselves get two more wins and play themselves out of the first round pick i would say it's the it's, it's the houston side of it honestly because houston needs just needs one more win in order to get to the two that you're talking about mm-hmm. but also um the lions i believe that the rest of the remaining schedule in the lions they only have three games against teams that have less than 500 records, right? So they're playing against good teams. They played against really, really good teams all season long. It hasn't, it's not been a very easy road for them. So, you know, assuming that they're, that they're against that, that the remaining games, like they have it, I believe they have Atlanta. Um, they have Chicago on Thanksgiving. Um, so there's games, there's games where you could, you know, squint your eye one way or the other and potentially see, see a victory, you know, but it's, it, they're not, they're not very close. It's few and far between, you know, um, they they still have to play against, um, I believe they still have to play against Las Vegas, uh, and they still have to play. Um, talking about Detroit, or are we talking about? No, 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 Houston? no, no. Um, no, no, no. Sorry, uh, Detroit still has to play Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they still have to play Seattle, um, and they still have to. And Seattle is one of the teams with the with the below 500 record, right? Yeah. That's that's simply because you know Russell Wilson's been out. Um, so yeah, I, I could say if you asked me, I would have to say, you know, Houston wins one before Detroit wins three. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ant. He he already picked Tennessee. Oh, so we can right. go to the next game. Yeah. Gotcha. Let's go to the next one. We got San Francisco at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's getting six and a half at home, and the over-under is 45 and a half. I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars getting six and a half points. I have no good reason for this, but I'm going against my natural instinct to pick San Francisco because last week I went with my most obvious picks and I went three and eleven. <laughs> so therefore, I'm Wait, Ace, why are you looking at my why are you looking at my paper for? Um, I have no idea what you're doing, sir. Yes, you did. No you idea. you're you're picking my pick. I'm picking. So you're telling me after your just... massive uh, surge and wins from three to five that you're going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Yes, I was going to pick Jacksonville in the under, man. Stop, stop, stop stealing my stuff. Uh, I'm taking Jacksonville. Well, over under 45 and a half. We saw San Francisco can only win if nobody scores any points. So I was taking Jacksonville in the over. Anyway, whatever. And that's mainly because Jacksonville is actually good against the run. And um, San Francisco doesn't really have a pass rush, as, as they showed against the Rams. The Rams just couldn't get rid of the ball. Um, Derrick Henry was getting up the middle, and they just controlled the middle of the field. And I don't know how they were able to do that against a team that actually has 
really good defenders and really good corners, but maybe their safeties just weren't prepared for that. So maybe Jacksonville drops a, they have better coverage linebackers in Jacksonville, I believe. So I think Jacksonville has a much younger team, a faster team, and they're at home. And coming west to east affects you. So I'm taking Jacksonville, and I'll take those six and a half points. Normally I would take San Francisco, but normally I've been wrong. So let's go with Jacksonville. Go ahead, Ant. No, we don't. We can just go to Heads of Malik because we already know Anthony ahead, took Jacksonville and the under. Let's just, just bypass it. Let's just go. go ahead, I'm going to take San Francisco. I'm going to give the six. The only thing, the only thing that that scares me a little bit here is obviously you you made a, you made a good point at the end at the end there, Ace. Um, San Francisco going going west, going to Jacksonville, but this is a team that still runs the football well, still 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 finds ways to run the football well, and still plays the same. Their same style of offense, no matter who's out there. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo has something in him and, and can actually make it, make it, make it, can make a few plays. Um, but the last time we saw San Francisco play, they were they were beating the Rams, right? So, you know, this is not a team that uh, you know you expect to win most situations. You expect to win most situations, but they overcome a lot of the, a lot of the issues that you that you that they have. I mean, they have tons of injuries. Um, they had COVID situations going on for this team, but they still seem to find ways to win, which to me speaks to speaks to Kyle Shanahan's ability as a head coach. And so I'm, I'm just riding with that and saying, hey, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Urban Meyer, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trevor Lawrence, I think San Francisco has, still has a better team and should win this game outright. So um, if you're going to say they're going to win outright and they win by six, sure. I think win by seven. I think I think winning by a touchdown should be should be feasible. So I'm going to take San Francisco and the over. San Francisco has three wins. Jacksonville has two wins. Nobody thought Jacksonville was going to win a game, but the fact that San Francisco has one more win than Jacksonville makes me feel like, I don't know. You know what? Whatever. I don't got to explain my pick. I'm doing it just for opposite reasons at this point. Next up, we got Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Cincinnati is favored by one point in Vegas. Um, I think it's because Vegas got beat down last week. Cincinnati lost last week, even though I thought that they were going to finally come through for me. And Cincinnati is five and four on the season. And Las Vegas actually has a better record. And Las Vegas is, oh no, Vegas and Cincinnati are both five and four. This game is going to kind of decide who moves forward in the AFC playoff hunt and who gets left behind. I think that Cincinnati is a better team, top to bottom. Um, Las Vegas was getting a good push up front with their defense, and they still ended up losing. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. Cincinnati has the better wide receivers. They got the better running back. They have the better offense. So I'm just betting on the offense on this one. Who's going to outscore who? So I'm going to take the over-under, the over on the over-under, which is 49 and a half, and give me Cincinnati as my fourth lock of the week. Go ahead, Ant. Well, since I'm tired of picking the same thing as you, I'm going to and I think you're stealing my, my information because I literally had Cincinnati in the over in this one. But you're just stealing my stuff. There's something wrong there. I just have the you, bad you juju take, vibes. You did take the Bills, and I did take the Jets, and you did take Minnesota, so that's good news for me. I don't know. I'm having this bad um, juju vibes. If you do this one more time, I'm going to have to go the opposite way. But I'm going to pick Cincinnati in this one because I do not want to pick against – I do not want to pick Vegas. Even Vegas doesn't like Vegas this week. But give me Cincinnati in the, in the over in this one. And this wow. is actually – I'm going to make this one of my locks of the week as well. This is my fourth one, I believe. So you're taking Cincinnati as a lock of the week with me. Yes, unfortunately, because somebody's reading my paper here. I'd like to, to put... point out to the listeners that whenever me and Anthony have done that, that has never actually worked out for our favor. So... Yes, because he keeps stealing my stuff. So I'm going to have to find a way to put, you know, put something over here. I'm going to have to get one of some a little stuffed animal or something like that to put over my paper or something, some type of paperweight or something. 
Maybe, maybe it's all that Mike White love you've been giving him. That's uh, <sighs> yeah, that's over with. What you want to pick? That's over yeah. with. Let's but let's bring back Zach anyway. Go ahead, Malik. Uh, the spread the spread is low enough that you really just have to pick the team that you think is the better the better of the two. Which which in this case, it, it to me, it's Cincinnati. Um, even though Cincinnati has you know not played well in, their, in two of their last three games. The last time we, I mean, Cincinnati is coming off of their bye week, which seems like they sorely needed, uh, you know, getting, you know, going into, um, you know, after getting their, their 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 pants blown off by Cleveland in week ten, in week nine of the season, um, and then and after losing to losing to the Jets, like that win against Baltimore is really the highlight of their season. Like they won that game and they haven't won since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they beat they lost to the Jets and lost to Cleveland, and then they had their bye. Um, so you should expect them to, you know, to to get this to get a W here even though um they are they are i believe in vegas this is in vegas right mm-hmm. yes yeah, so even well, even though they're in vegas like just expect them to expect them to you know to to come back you know come back to earth a little bit you know they really the, the fatigue or whatever whatever was going on with them you know they they'll get a bit of a rebound coming out of coming out of this this bye week and expect them to get this w so i'm not locking it in but i'm definitely uh, leaning leaning towards cincinnati in the under on this one because I want to mention this too about the whole home field advantage. Because Vegas is basically like a party town, it's like it's like uh, Miami, right? Yeah, because similar to LA. So because everybody like goes and hangs out in LA, and fans are like, "Well, it's warm there, and I can gamble and I can drink." Let's go to Vegas and see our team play. So if you're a fan of the opposite team, especially if you live in Cincinnati, you would damn sure ready to go flight to go to Vegas to go hang out and party and drink for a weekend as opposed to staying at home and seeing a Cincinnati Bengals game in the lovely weather that is Southern Ohio and Northern Kentucky <laughs> next to a river, as opposed to sitting out in the desert in 75 degree weather in the middle of November and, you know, having a few beers, sitting on a strip and watching a game. So <laughs> this may not be maybe a home game, but it's going to feel like a road game. It's going to feel like a bowl game. It's going to be 50-50 Cincinnati and Raiders fans there. I've been noticing that every opposing team has a lot of fans at that stadium because that yep. stadium holds 75 or 80,000. Yeah. And there ain't 80,000 people in Las Vegas that are all Raiders fans. Ever. Right. Right. Exactly. So they're playing a lot of road games at home. Um, next up, we got Dallas at Kansas city. This is probably going to be the key game of the week because everybody loves Dallas and they're actually good this year. And we want to see the defending AFC champions in Kansas City who seem to have gotten together the past two weeks. Kansas City is giving two and a half to Dallas because they are at home. And I'm going to go with my... No, I'm not going to make this a lock. I'm going to take Kansas City at home and I'm going to take Kansas City laying the two and a half. I think they can beat Dallas. I think Dallas is pretty good, but they are not great. And I think that Kansas City is a better team than them, top to bottom. Um, the defense is finally getting it together. I don't know why Kansas City's defense was playing so bad for the first half of the season. But they seem to have turned the corner on that. The Cowboys are good. I just don't think they're good enough to beat Dallas yet. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are good. I just don't think they're good enough to beat the Chiefs yet. I think the Chiefs are going to win at home. Dallas does play in a dome. This is a road game in the Midwest. The weather's going to be kind of crappy. It's probably going to rain. You'd think that would favor the running game, but Dallas actually hasn't been giving uh, Zeke the ball a lot. He's been getting it close in for goal line carries. But And also, I'd like to mention Randy Gregory 
and also their other defensive end. I can't remember his name right now for the Cowboys. They're the star defensive end. He's also hurt. So that's also giving me more reason to pick Kansas City because if Patrick Mahomes has time and he has been able to figure it out, he usually picks a team apart. So I'm taking Kansas City at home. I lay the two and a half, and I'm going to go high on the over-under. I'm going to go over. It's 55 and a half on that. That's a lot of points, but I'm still going to take it. Go ahead, Ant. Well, since I said the last game that I was just going to pick the opposite of you because you keep looking at my paper. So I'm picking Dallas, and I'm taking Dallas in the and the under just because you, you pick Kansas City. And my next game is going to be Arizona, just so I can throw that out there. So you had – so you, you're jumping ahead in picks just so you can pick before me. Yes. Okay. And I'll have both of them on the under, Dallas and Arizona. Arizona will be my lock, the over <laughs> my under, final lock. The over-under on the Dallas – on the Arizona-Seattle game is 48-and-a-half. Since Anthony wants to preview that game for you folks, go ahead, Malik. <laughs> Um, I'm going to put KC in as a best bet, my, as my third best bet here. I mean, it's, this, is, this is an interesting game. Obviously, like you mentioned, it's the game of the week. Um, but, you know, to me, the smartest money is, is the KC money. You know, when is KC going to ever, ever be a, a, a favorite this, this small of a level where they can, win, they can win this just by kicking a field goal to end the game, right? This, this, is, this, is, this is really, really, you know, if, you, if you're just looking at this, it's like this is really, really a, a, a play, you know, to try to, to try to convince people to take KC. And I'm going to take the bait here. Um, KC is a good enough team at home. They should win this. They should be able to win this game, or at the very least, at the very least, they should be able to stay very, very close in this game in order, and, and give them an op- give themselves an opportunity to win it with a Harrison Bucker field goal at the end of the game. So I'm going to take KC and the over. Uh, I'm sorry, KC and the under because I just think that 55 and a half is just going to be way too much. And both teams' defenses are actually playing a lot better, as you mentioned, playing a lot better than than t- was expected. So I can see this game getting in somewhere somewhere into the mid 20s, but probably not much higher than that. You know, it'd be really funny if this mm-hmm. game is the actual game that puts me ahead of both of you. Just because, just because I, I wanted to pick Dallas. Dallas out of spite. Yes, I took Dallas out of spite because I because I was because I was pissed that you took them. <laughs> well, well, I just need the Jets to win. If the Jets win that game, I'll be happy. Yeah, I need the Jets to win too, and, I, and me and the rest of the Jets fans can be happy too. But I don't no. know if that's gonna happen. I thought y'all were in this. Uh, y'all were part of the process. Y'all were y'all were just tanking and tanking and tanking until your team. No, we're not. We, that's not the process. <laughs> That's, that's a no. process for madness. We know, we're not trying to do that. Okay. I thought you were on Anywho. that Dar- that that Daryl Morey move. Just yeah, tank okay. until we tank it until we make it. Anyway, I got like I said before, I got Arizona under. <laughs> Arizona at Seattle. Anthony is taking Arizona on the road. We don't know if Kyler Murray is gonna play. Um, that being said, I am taking Seattle, getting two and a half points at home because they're at home. Not because I think they're the better team. It's more of the fact that I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play. And if I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play, him playing on an injured ankle. And also with Deshaun, Deshaun Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins possibly being hurt. Um, you know, I think I think they get it together. Russell Wilson should be healthy. His hand looked pretty messed up last week. I think Seattle's not as bad of a team as they've shown themselves to be. They are three and six. I guess they're the best three and six team in the league, whatever that means. But the fact that they're at home and they're an underdog, I would say wait on this. And the line's probably going to go up to three, maybe even three and a half. Or if you could tease it, I would do that. Um, I think Seattle's going to end up getting more points. And anytime a team's at home, and especially Seattle with their fan base, 
nobody really goes on vacation to Seattle to go to United Seen play. So this is going to be a good home field advantage. The over-under is 48 and a half. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take Seattle to win. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Seattle here as well. Um, I think, Kyler, I think the, the interesting thing about this game is what we've seen from Arizona is that Cliff Kingsbury's offense, but not just his offense, the entire team is built around um, Kyler Murray's, Kyler, a healthy Kyler Murray and his ability to, you know, make make plays, but also stretch, uh, uh, extend plays with his feet and make plays with his feet. So if he can't do that, I mean, it's even if even if he does play, expect him because he's because he's coming coming back from a uh, twisted ankle. Expect that he's not going to be running all that much. Um, Seattle is going to be able to keep him into keep him in the pocket and force him to make throws down the field. And if he can't plant, then that's probably going to impact his ability to get the ball downfield effectively. Um, no new Hopkins again, likely, um, and so that's going to that's going to uh, trend it. What I will say is, you mentioned we're recording this on a Thursday night. If any of this changes, if Kyler Murray looks good, and you know the reports the reports come out that he's you know throwing the ball as as well as can be expected, and New Hopkins is going to play, then maybe. Maybe this changes a little bit, but for right now, with Russell Wilson and and the team uh, in Seattle getting a little bit healthier, um, you have to take them and and take the points where you can. So I'm going to take the points, take take Seattle, uh, get take the two and a half points, and I'm going to uh, put this in as an under for me. All right, and you want to go first on the next one? It is Pittsburgh at the Chargers, going east to west. Pittsburgh is on the road and they're getting six and a half. And the over-under for this is 47. This is the Sunday night game. And it looks like we're going to have another snoozer on Sunday nights. Yeah, I don't like that um, going from East Coast to West Coast to West Coast, going to East Coast type of thing. The team that doesn't usually call, falls out flat. So I'm gonna, just going to take L.A. in this one. Give me L.A. Give me the L.A. The, the over in this one. They're definitely going to be slapping um, Pittsburgh around. No disrespect to them, but they're kind of old and they're ancient right now. They need to... Upgrade their team next year and find find a new way to move on from Ben Roethlisberger right now. But like I said earlier, going from East Coast to West Coast, West Coast to East Coast, the best thing to do is just pick the team that is actually staying staying put where they at, and not have to change the time zones. All right. I would like to point out I am taking the opposite of Anthony. Yeah. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're getting six and a half points on the road. I'm taking the under. It's going to be a low scoring game. Whenever Pittsburgh manages to win a game, it's always tends to be much lower scoring. Same like when they beat the Bills. Um, I don't think Roethlisberger is going to be healthy enough to play. And he is traveling with the team. It's like 50-50. He's literally going to be a game-time decision. And because he's a game-time decision and Mason Rudolph, as bad as he played, um, they still almost won that game last week. So Pittsburgh defense can keep them in it. The Chargers defense cannot. Um the running back and I forgot his name. It's not. It's not the Georgia running back. Najee Harris is really that good, which is kind of why Alabama's been so bad this year because they're really missing him and everybody else they had. And because of that, I think that can carry them close enough to the Chargers. I think the Chargers might win. I don't think they cover, unfortunately. And so I'm going to take Pittsburgh in that six and a half. That's just enough for me to take them. And I would hop on this line early if you think it's going to close, which I think it might, because a lot of people are going to take Pittsburgh getting them six and a half points. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm just checking out something really quick that I think would be, I think it's going to slight, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the I'm, I'm picking the Chargers here, and the reason why I'm picking the Chargers is because of the myriad of injuries that Pittsburgh is experiencing. We know T.J. Watt um, hurt his hip during the game against Detroit last week, and he's likely going to be out. Um, Roethlisberger was dealing with COVID over the course, you know, last week. He's not clear to play yet. Uh, and then, you know, more, more, more importantly, Minka Fitzpatrick um, was also added to the COVID list, and he's looked like he's he's going to miss this game as well. So with those three people. Uh, likely out of the game, especially Watt and Fitzpatrick, should make the game a lot easier for for um, Herbert and um, and the and the Chargers offense to get off to, to you know get out on th- get out on things a little bit as well. Um, and so yeah, I, I just at this point feel like you know again the Chargers are a little bit healthier. Um, they've gotten all they've got you know the vast majority of their players their players coming coming back. Uh, playing in this game uh, with it, even though Joey Bosa looks like he's going to be out with um, on, on the COVID list. Um, but yeah, the Chargers should win this game. And at some point in time, they've got to show that they're more closer to the team that they, that we saw at the beginning of the season, rather than the team that's it's kind of been middling and, and, and falling on, falling on its face in the middle of the season. So take the Chargers. I will take them and I will lock them in as my fourth lock of the week. All right. Next up, we have the Monday night football game. I think I got one more lock to go, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make you pick one because I'd locked in the I'd locked in the Steelers as my lock of the, as my last lock of the week. Okay, this would be my lock this next game. Anyway. Okay. Next up we have the New York Giants. New York football giants at the Tampa Bay football buccaneers. Tampa Bay is laying ten and a half to the Giants, which I think is a lot, considering that Tampa Bay is actually a six win team. Tampa Bay is six and three. The Giants are three and six. The Giants have actually shown much more resiliency as a team than I expected. The Chargers are the defending Super Bowl champs, although Gronk is banged up, and their other tight ends aren't really contributing much. The Giants' defensive tackles are playing pretty good against the run, and even though uh, Leonard Fournette has been playing pretty well, I don't think that he's going to be able to get it done for them because they're not going to be able to run the ball. And Antonio Brown may actually be suspended this game, Due to him lying about his, uh, I was going to kind of say this on my shout out, but he's going to be suspended for various off the field reasons. Yeah, it's only going to be there's only really one receiver that they got to worry about, and I don't think Mike Evans, after his bad performance last week, is going to recover against the Giants this week when they can just double team him, and they'll just take their chances with um, the speedster on the outside, which is name. I keep forgetting that guy's name because he hasn't done too much this season after everything he did last season. Yeah, Tampa but, Bay forgot him too. I know. They're not really getting him the ball neither. Um, although they paid him. I think the Giants are going to be able to sneak in and get a backdoor cover. Ten and a half points is a lot. I know it's on the road, but Tampa just hasn't really been playing well. And I think the Giants just do enough just to keep it close. I don't think they win, but I just think that they cover. So I'm going to take the Giants to cover this game. Even though the NFC East is probably the weakest division in the NFL, I'm taking the Giants anyway. Ten and a half points is just too much for me. So give me the Giants on the road. Go ahead. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to pick the Giants on the road as well. Why you got them? I actually had them. The reason why I picked the Giants on the road is because I'm, I'm picking Giants to win this. I'm actually picking the Giants to win this as well because they have the thir- they're going to have the 13 best. Um, pat- they basically have the 13 best pass defense. You don't know what's going to happen with Gronk. 
and you don't know what really is going to happen to Antonio Brown. He can be out of A, still play this game, and then, you know, get suspended afterwards. B, get suspended on Friday. You know, might not see him back to next, next year or something like that. Oh, Chris got That's who it was. Sorry. Uh, no one cares. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> actually, you know, he is actually does matter to Godwin people. His numbers but, actually aren't that bad. I, I got to apologize. He has 57 catches for 700 yards. But the thing is that if you look at the last game, basically Tom Brady has been dink- was dinking it over to um Fournette mostly. He quite the Tampa Bay is better when they quite actually getting into Brown when they get into um Gronk and stuff like that. When they get it out there, they spread the spread the team the, the um the other team's defense. I don't think it's gonna happen. And also, like I said before, the Giants actually has a good pass defense. So definitely give me the Giants on this one, and I'm taking the under this one. I'd like to point out that the and then make that my lock too. The Giants have only lost to two teams by more than 10 points. Denver in week one and Dallas in week five at Dallas. Go ahead, Malik. This is your last lock of the week? Yeah, this is my last lock of the week. And also, um, it's kind of weird. I'm actually picking the Giants. Wait, ain't this your sixth lock? Since I thought your last lock of the week was Arizona. Yeah, Arizona was my lock too. No, he has has Carolina, Green Bay, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and now the Giants. Yeah, I picked Arizona. My bad. Oh, so my fault. So Arizona Aaron's, and the Giants. Right, right. Arizona. So Aaron's right. So Arizona so was my last lot. Yeah, that's six. So Arizona, no, no. Okay. No Anthony, Giants. Thing. Anthony's super special lock is, is uh, the Giants. Yeah, my, my special my special lock of the week. <laughs> that super, doesn't count. One. Go ahead, All right. Well, I, either way, um, this is I'm, I'm locking in and I'm not going. I'm not being stupid. I'm locking in Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> I'm being stupid. Wow. I'm being stupid wow. Wow. <laughs> the interesting thing here is, you, do you guys know when when the last time Tom Brady lost three games in a row was? Never. He's regular never. season. Oh, it was the um, it was 2000 and when did they win their fourth to third Super Bowl? 2004. So yeah, it, was it was the 2000 and it was the 2009 season. Mm, well, according to this, the last time that the last time that Tom Brady lost three games in a row, regular season games in yeah. a row, was 2002. He doesn't do this. He does not lose three games in a row. So he's not losing to the Giants. Okay. So now the question is, now he's 44. Now the oh. question is, now the question is whether or not he's going to win by 10 and a half points. And granted, I, I believe that I believe that that's that's a big number to cover. But uh, on at at home against you know at home on Monday night, you know primetime matchup. You know Tom Brady's going to be up. He's going to be up in the hype hype for this for this moment and this opportunity. And you know right now the the Giants don't have a running game, um, and they don't have a running game to speak of. And Tampa Bay is stopping the run. Uh, that's the one thing that they still do pretty well. They stop the run. So I expect I expect them to force. Um, Daniel Jones into a couple of mistakes, make a couple of things, make a couple of things happen. And oh, uh, I forgot he's the quarterback. Tampa, oh, in Tampa sorry, to just, get a, Tampa just lost to Washington, right? They did. Okay. They did lose to Washington. Um, Washington before is, that, they lost to New Orleans. Right, right. They've lost two in a row. That's what I said. They did lose two. They have lost two in a row. They've they've hit a bit of a lull in their a lull in their uh, in their game. But I think a Monday night slate, you know, a primetime matchup is exactly what they need is exactly what Tom Brady needs to break out of this funk. They need to break out of this funk. I think that they got into a funk. I mean, you know, frankly speaking, they were just winning games and, you know, ready, ready. They were you know preparing themselves for a playoff run and they got, you know, they got tripped up, you know, on, on their way there. I think the giants are the, the perfect elixir for for them to fix, figure their stuff out because the giants, 
you know, don't have Saquon Barkley. They don't have Devontae Booker. And even if they did, they're playing against the best, best run defense in the, in the NFL. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover, to cover this spread. Uh, and I'll give the 10 and a half points and I'm going to lock them in as my final lock of the week. All right. Tampa <sighs> is one week removed from their bye week. And this is a super old team. So them having a bye, I guess, right in the middle of the season or right before the midweek is not great for them. But I'd also like to point out every team, the only team that they've beaten, the only two teams that they've beaten that have a winning record are New England and Dallas. Every other team that they've beaten is terrible. Atlanta, Miami, Philadelphia, Chicago. And the Giants are terrible too. And Dallas. Dallas is the only good team that they've beaten, and apparently New England is surging at the right time, and they beat them. So they've beaten two good teams. And the other four teams that they've beaten that are mediocre are Atlanta, Miami, Philly, and Chicago. And see, so this, is, this is my heebie-jeebie so, game. So the fact that they dropped the game to Washington and the Giants are going to get 10 and a half, I'm taking them 10 and a half points. This, this, my, is, this, is, this, is, this is actually the scariest game. It's I don't know what to think. they don't win. It's that they – I don't think they went beat them by 12. The, really. the, the bad thing about it is I want to actually burn my, my pick paper here right here because I actually don't want to pick the same game as you. There's a good reason why you should be. There's a good reason why you should be. This I don't know. Like, I could be way wrong because I've been way wrong a lot the past two weeks, but. I don't know why, but we'll, we'll definitely talk about this a little bit later. But like I said, this not, is my heebie-jeebie yeah. game. All right. Well, we are done for the week, and we are going to go into our shout-outs. Ant, you can go first since you want to well, keep uh, jumping in anyway. Well, I was going to give a shout-out to Antonio Brown because he, he joined the um, listening club. The um, Henry Ruggs Club, the people I kind of hate on my shit list right now because they're kind of fucking up my damn um, fantasy. But anyway, that's the only shout out I had this week. I'm just going to move it on. You can explain more about the Antonio Brown thing. Yes, Antonio Brown got caught with a face vaccine card. Um, I don't think he's anywhere in the same category as Ant- Henry Ruggs, who, man, I, I feel for him because he's only 22 years old. I really feel, I just feel bad for him and the woman who passed away genuinely that's how i feel about it but antonio brown apparently was texting his girlfriend was texting with his um his girlfriend was texting with his former living chef who he owed some money to which is why he told the tampa bay times that yeah antonio brown paid 500 bucks for a fake uh, covid vaccine card he's not actually vaccinated and the card was submitted to guess what tom brady's personal trainer alex guerrero was over at his house when he was getting everybody make sure everybody was vaccinated so they could go do their workouts in the before the season started so this is why tampa bay thought that he was vaccinated and which is why i think he may not play because the nfl kind of has to make an example out of him if they wanted to make an example out of uh well they wanted to make an example out of aaron Rodgers, who lied about being vaccinated but the nfl said we don't consider you vaccinated this is even a bigger lie he lied on a federal document, which is the vaccination card. So if they, if the federal government really wanted to be petty, they could probably go after him. I doubt they will. But considering that the Flate Gate ended up being a federal court case in New York, who knows nowadays? We got a lot of free time here in America, apparently, not to focus on things. And, uh, you know, the government is petty. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my shout out. And I'm going to shout out as I did earlier, Lance Leipold for beating Texas on the way out the door. Um, Kansas is roundly considered the worst power five conference team in all of college football for 
the better part of a decade, even though the great Aquib Talib has graduated from there. Shout out to you. You're my new favorite color man and broadcaster. On every broadcast, I get to see you on. That picture of you in the pink, in the all pink suit is just kind of makes me laugh every time I see that. So shout out to you, Aquib Talib. Um, and shout out to Lance Leipold for taking down Texas at Texas. This is the first ever win, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, by the Kansas Jayhawks against the University of Texas. I don't know where those horns are up or down, but I know they're not happy right now. Uh, go Jayhawks. They're probably going to beat them in basketball as well, which makes it even worse. And they're still not even going to have to pay anything for that suspension. And shout out to the battle of the unvaccinated quarterbacks of Aaron Rodgers and Vikings quarterback, uh, who's still somehow getting these checks, Kirk Cousins, who is being celebrated for getting the Vikings to four and five. He's the most underwhelming quarterback I've seen in my 25, 30 years of watching football. I still can't believe he's in the league, and he's barely better than Jared Goff. He's just healthier. He doesn't have a better arm. He's not actually running better. He didn't get along with Stephon Diggs, but somehow he's getting along with Justin Jefferson and getting him the ball because they finally realized, you know, maybe we need to throw the guy, throw the ball to the best player on the team. Adam Thielen isn't playing really well. Dalvin Cook's playing all right. So I still don't want him to win because I picked the Packers. So, uh, yeah, bad luck to the Vikings and their fans, and good luck to the Packers and their fans. It's already going to make the playoffs. And if the Vikings lose, it makes it a little bit better for the Bears to squeak in there and get into the playoffs. So shout-outs to them. Go ahead, Malik. I'm going to keep my shout outs non-sports related um, this time around. Um, shout outs to the the MCU. And well, I got one more, actually. So I'll, I'll the, finish up. Shout out to the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out, the new Spider-Man trailer that was released. Uh, I'm interested. I can't wait. Spider-Man No Way Home looks like it's going to be a pretty good movie. Um, so I'm interested in that. Shout outs to um, one of my favorite shows that is that just now has, a, has another movie. It ended in 2014 and has since released two movies. And now the third movie is coming out uh, on the Peacock Network. And that is Psych. If you guys, have, if you guys, and if you guys enjoyed, have you, guys, have you ever seen Psych? I love Psych. Mm-hmm. Um, love that show, James Roday and Dulé Hill uh, reprising their roles. Uh, Psych, the movie three, uh, entitled "This Is Gus," is coming out on Peacock. I believe it's out either. I believe it's out this week this or last Gus. week. Yeah, I it's gonna it. be, it's gonna be hilarious. I, the I show can't was wait. On USA, right? It wasn't. It was on like USA for like six seasons, and yeah, yeah it ended in 2014. So, um, and then the other two, yeah, the other two movies have been on. Were on well, the first movie was on USA. The second one came out on Peacock, and now this one's uh, released again on Peacock. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and shout out Thanksgiving, guys. Shout out, shout out to the holidays. Yeah. You know, everybody's gonna hopefully you guys enjoy you know, food and family and, and fun and some football and some basketball. And, you know, it's just going to be a really, you know, you know, it's, it's actually, you know, people complain about the fact that, you know, the lions still play on Thanksgiving day, which, you know, granted, I don't care, you know, personally, you know, I, I get it. If the NFL decides to take it away from them, it's okay. Um, nope. I need my but, to win one game nationally every year. Come on, now. but no, but I mean, my my whole thing is this. I mean, obviously, you know, this was this was a tradition. This is a tradition for them, a tradition for the people of Detroit, you know, to go and experience this game. Um, and if really they sense. and if they still want to do it, then let them still do it. I mean, like as long as they still want to host the game, I should just just let them host the game. But regardless, what I what I where I was getting at was this used to be a day where it was just 
you know, Lions and the Lions game and then the Cowboys game after afterwards. And then you just have to figure out what figure out what to do with the rest of your night. This has now become an absolute sports, you know, extravaganza. You've got basketball, you've got three football games on. Um, you've got plenty, plenty to uh to enjoy while you, you know, um while you put on your your sweatpants and expand expand your uh, expand your waistline a little bit um, with 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 good food, so please 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 everybody enjoy yourselves have a have a great have a great holiday and we'll check back with you I think in two weeks because I don't think we'll be recording next when next Wednesday or next Thursday when we actually have the no, holiday going on. Not so, at all. Yeah. We might we might get the picks in on the uh, we might get the picks in on Monday. I don't know if you guys can. I don't know if we'll be able to do that for you fans at home, but uh, we might get him in on Wednesday. But I just wanted to make one more shout out. This is not sports related at all. This is one topic you can definitely bring up at Thanksgiving, which will add to your uh, family fun with your extended relatives and family that you may not get to see. And being as, you know, everybody's going to be traveling home for this, hopefully. Uh, Married at First Sight, the Houston reunion, part one. Spicy. Um, These people who call themselves relationship experts, they should call themselves advice experts. They should just call themselves relationship therapists because they are all licensed. Two of them have PhDs. And, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're intentionally doing a bad job. I'm going to sit here and say that maybe a lot of people lie in their applications because it doesn't appear that they, they had five couples and two people decided to stay together out of the five, which is about my win percentage in picking NFL games. <laughs> But they're setting up people to get married for the rest of their life, which, you know, I think carries a little bit more weight because, you know, babies and relationships and families coming together and weddings and things like that. I always thought this show was a bad idea. It has now convinced me it is a terrible idea. It has gone from being something that, like, is actually trying to get people together to just lifetime being like, not only are we going to have it in the U.S., we're going to have it in the U.K., we're going to have it in Australia. And it's turned into the real world, road rules challenge of reality shows. <laughs> dating and relationships it has just gone to its own professional sport even of people following it on twitter and just it's like the gaslighting olympics it is it is amazing to watch if you like trashy reality tv like me this is there's nothing better than this than watching a um a marathon of catfish of shows that you've already seen you know it's it's just kind of why it's right there it's like love after lockup it's just fresh every time just, just right in the back of your mind and on that, you can discuss that with your families over Thanksgiving. And we are out. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and Spotify. Like and subscribe. We'll see y'all later. Peace out. Peace.